0: Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. a lot of controversy about uh, women in ministry, for example, much less uh, women apostles. There's still a lot of controversy about women in ministry. And did you know, for example, that women in ministry are not only undervalued, especially in the pulpit, but they're paid a lot less. And that shouldn't be surprising uh, because... Uh, Women in general typically are paid less than men in any field. I used to do uh, reports for this woman who uh, ran an executive search company, and she would do all these reports on technology and business and boards and and salaries, and consistently women are getting paid about 20% less. So that just demonstrates how women are undervalued. And I think that we need both men and women. We each have functions and roles and differences. And, you know, women are more nurturing. And, you know, so we have, we're supposed to complement each other. Men and women are supposed to complement each other. 2016 study of the sociology of religion reveals married women and moms with kids at home earned 72% I'm sorry, 72 cents for every dollar made by men. Their pay gap was 28% less than men. Twice as big as the single women's, which was 12% less, 88 cents on the dollar. And so the devil hates women in ministry. The devil hates women. The devil hates men. The devil hates everybody. But it seems like the devil has really worked to oppress women in particular. I mean, women couldn't vote. You know, there was the whole suffrage issue. Um, you know, women get paid less. And so, you know, why is that? You know, when God said that man needed a helpmate, he didn't mean a housekeeper. And women have largely been relegated to roles in the church of, you know, nursery, kids' church, and cleaning, and prayer. Amen. And that's not right. You know, we have a man of God who's been coming for a long time. He moved away and came back. And he's like, I want to work in children's church. You know how rare it is for a man to want to work in children's church? He said, that's my passion. I'm a teacher, and I love working with kids. And, you know, quite frankly, children's church needs some men in there. You know, they need those role models. Amen. Some of these young, some of these young kids in kids' church don't have daddies at home. You know, my child didn't have a father at home, and so it was the men in the church who became the role models in her life. And so we see that God didn't intend for men to do all the preaching and women to do all the praying and the babysitting. And the Bible clearly puts women in leadership roles. Deborah. Miriam, the prophetess, Holda, who was the wife of Isaiah, Priscilla in the New Testament. What's interesting about Priscilla in the New Testament is the Bible says Priscilla and Aquila. And Aquila was the husband of Priscilla. It kind of sounds like a man's name. Aquila kind of sounds, you know, flowery. But Aquila was actually the male and Priscilla, the female. And her name came first, which in the way that they would write back then, uh, it indicated that she actually was the more gifted one. And that's interesting to me. And that's not no shame in that. I mean, look at this. Joyce Meyer, I mean, her husband supports her. He's not the one in the pulpit. Um, Cindy Jacobs, her husband, is not the one. I mean, he sometimes she, he gets up there, but she's the preacher. She's the prophet. Dr. Sharon Stone, her husband, Greg, he's the guy in the background doing the camera work and the administration. You know, so that's rare, but it does happen. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, especially back in the early days, God would look for men. Well, Catherine Coleman, she said, you know, Catherine Coleman and Joyce Meyer both said that, you know, because they came up in a time where progress since the days of even when Joyce Meyer started more, even more than when Catherine Coleman started. But both of them said that the Lord said, well, why did you give me this worldwide ministry? I mean, Joyce Meyer's touching three quarters of the earth. And the Lord said, well, I look for a man and I couldn't find one. They said, no. And so, you know, I don't think that's the only reason God uses women in ministry. Um, but in their times, it was still more pioneering. It was still more, uh, you know, not as accepted for a woman to be of that stature. But in the Bible, Deborah, Miriam, the prophetess holdup, Priscilla, and Robert Heidler from Gloria Zion, uh, he said this, the enemy wants to keep women locked out of leadership because if he can keep half the army out of the fight, he won't have to work as hard in his ministry to steal, kill, and destroy Because there's something about men and women together, and women... you know, men tend to be more, more, more of a fighter than a woman and woman's more nurturing. So I guess he thought it would be easier to take the women out. I, I don't know. And women have to birth children and, you know, do all these other things that men aren't necessarily as intimately involved in. And so that puts women at that disadvantage in the first place. I mean, and that's why a lot of companies, you know, they had to the fight for maternity leave back in the day and family, the family medical leave act and all these things because of these issues. So Let me me say it this way. If a donkey can minister to a prophet, he can use a woman to minister to a man. Because I still get emails. I suffereth not a woman to teacheth. Okay, first of all. First of all, even Bishop Hammond reads the new King James. There's nothing wrong with the King James. Galatians 3. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Spirit of God. Help us to... To get equipped to grapple with this issue more than anything, this class is to give you the truth so that uh, we can all walk in the roles and the functions that God's called us to without being persecuted or uh, taking on a a persecution complex. We thank you, Lord, that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see, a heart to understand in Jesus' name. All right. Galatians 3.28. Galatians 3.28. Paul wrote, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. Now clearly there are males and females, but in the spirit God's not God's not looking at us in the same way. In the spirit there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. And if you are all Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're all Abraham's seed, we're all heirs of the promises of God. Amy Simple McPherson Catherine Coleman, Marilyn Hickey, Joyce Meyer, Gloria Copeland. For all these women that we've heard of, there are many, many other women who we've never heard of that are doing great works. For the Lord and they're making great impacts in their community these women that I named I mean Mariah Woodworth Edder. I mean come on uh, these these women I mean they were pioneers in their day and they were used mightily of God and God can use any person man or woman and we have to understand I know I'm preaching to the choir but I know some of the heresy hunters are gonna get on just to watch this class so they can release witchcraft at me and I bless you in Jesus name Traditional religion often labels strong women as Jezebels. Jesus did not prevent women from entering ministry. He didn't. He never did. He never stopped. Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each man. It is not given to women. That doesn't say that. First of all, some people don't even believe that the gifts of the spirit are for today. But here's what it says the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing each to one individually as he wills now Paul didn't say that women can't operate in spiritual gifts it says to all and if you look up that word in scripture all means all it doesn't say all men it says all, all, it refers to all people, all Christians. And I don't believe uh, that Paul intended for women to be denied opportunities to serve in various ministries. I mean, really think about it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the, the labor is so great. There's so much work to be done in the kingdom of God. There are so many souls to be saved. Why would we take out half the army? I think women, I think locking women out of ministry can actually work against God at times. God is the one who calls people to ministry, men and women. And if we were all obedient to the Holy Spirit in this matter, there would be much less strife and much more effectiveness for the ministry. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at org or sew into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at org slash missions you have gifts God expects you to use them if you need training to school your gift log on to school of the spirit TV you'll find training in spiritual warfare prophetic ministry prayer seers' ministry writing